Hey guys, what is up? And welcome back to the show. <clears throat> Today, you know what? I understand it has been three or four days since my last podcast and mysteriously went away for those three or four days when UVA got utterly destroyed by UNC. But that is not why I left. I just, I just didn't. <laughs> UVA is in the NIT now. But anyways, we are talking about, well, let's, let's just call it NCAA Tournament Episode 1. Okay, no pause. I'm sorry. But anyways, let, let, let's, let's talk about for a second what we're going to talk about in this episode. So Dick Vitale, he made a biggest snubs like seating errors list. And I'm going to, I, I'm just going to talk about just for a second about that. Just on what, uh, just about Texas A&M because he put them on that list, not making the tournament, which makes sense to me. Um, and for re- recently the other day for my birthday, I got a book called Team of Destiny, uh, UVA's championship run. It's about the UVA's loss to UMBC, how they came back to the next year, back the next year to win the title. It's about their games, the team, and more about it all, like reporting and that type of thing. And in my opinion, I don't think it matters whether you're a UVA fan or not, but just as a college basketball fan in general, it'd be a good read. It is definitely one of the greatest stories as well in basketball. First 16 seed loss to first championship win. Unless you're an Auburn fan. And due to March Madness, the ball is tipped, and there you for your life, you're a shooting star, and all the years, no one knows just how hard you worked, but now it shows, in one shining moment, it's all on the line, in one shining moment, they're frozen. Time is short and the road is long. In the blinking of an eye, that moment's gone. And when it's done, win or lose, you always did your best. Cause inside you knew that in one shining moment, you reached deep inside. One shining moment. the wind in your face It's more than a contest It's more than a Cause inside you knew 
But anyways, let's jump right in. So first, a couple of upsets that could be brewing. Michigan State falling to Davidson and Loyola Chicago over Ohio State. Davidson over Michigan State. Honestly, I haven't really been that impressed with Michigan State this season. Personally, I think that a seven seed is where they should be and no higher. I mean, they, they, don't, they have two wins over Wisconsin and a three-point win over Purdue. But losses to other NCAA tournament teams and bad losses in their 12 losses are showing. 26 to Iowa, 21 to Rutgers, 11 to Ohio State, 17 to Michigan. And there are a couple more. So that is what initially concerns me with them in terms of making a run and getting out of Loyola Chicago. Um, multiple. I mean, they're not necessarily bad losses in terms of the team that they're playing but bad loss in terms of the score. It does not impress me if you're going to lose by 20 points twice, like 10-plus points four times to tournament teams. And so that can that can definitely prevent you from making a run when you'll, as a seven seed, you already have a tougher draw, and you'll, and you'll have to play tougher teams in later rounds. They just don't impress me that much. For Davidson, they're 27-6, and six, but the bad losses uh, are, I don't know, sorry. Nothing about making it to the A-10 championship before losing to Richmond and a win over Alabama earlier in the season. That was when Alabama was number 10. So that helps them with their quad one win categories. They have a couple of bad losses, but not by large margins. So, they've, so they're, they're my team that are that's going to upset Michigan State. Oh, what am I saying? Of course, they're the team that's playing Michigan State. They, they're, they're a team that's going to, as a 10 seed, double-digit seed, is going to win, I think, and move on. And Loyola Chicago over Ohio State, they know how to make a run. You remember when they made the Sweet 16 last year, and remember when two years ago, pre-COVID, second-to-last tournament before COVID, and this is the first normal tournament, where where they they made it to the Final Four, multiple buzzer beaters and nail-biting wins, but no less as an 11 seed making it to the Final Four. So even as a lower seed, I feel like they always know how to make the noise in March, in the big dance. Also, remember when remember when Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts last season? So that could definitely be on their mind. They don't want to go out uh, as a Power 5 team, as a very good team. They don't want to go out on back-to-back um, uh, NCAA first-round losses, especially as a higher seed. Um, and for Loyal, it's going to depend on how they're able to contain EJ Liddell, especially in the post, prevent easy looks with him, and force other players to step up because you know that he's going to be able to. And they're honestly, I don't, th- I, I think that they will have a chance to do it because there's not a Loyola team that doesn't know how to impress me. Um, and also, experience is always on their side, along with leading the nation in two point field goal percentage and three point field goal percentage. Um, Ohio State is going to need to disrupt them from taking those because because 
while they have obviously have shot makers, um, they, if they they wouldn't have the highest percentage if they weren't if they didn't know how to get good looks and open looks. So Iowa State is going to have to come up with something defensively to make to keep them and prevent them from making those types of shots, um, for, and find their offensive end because because Loyola is only giving up sixty one points a game on defense. Um, but but among experience, field goal percentage, good solid D, not necessarily the best one, best in the country, but good defense. They they set up well to knock off Ohio State and send them packing back to Columbus early for for a second year in a row. And just last lastly, real fast, mention of Memphis over Boise State, which not it's not necessarily a big upset as an eight and a nine matchup, but I think Memphis the way they've been hot and winning later on the season, they I think that they're gonna they're gonna beat them. And while a run might be unlikely based off they'll most likely play Gonzaga in the second round. Um, they they've really done a good job on the back end of the season, and I just see them beating uh, Boise State in the first round. Next, let's talk for a second about Michigan, because I think that especially with the seventeen and fourteen record and not winning the Big Ten tournament, they have a bit of a wait. They didn't win it, did they? Michigan basketball? No, I don't. I don't think they won it. But anyways, um, wait, didn't they? They they lost. They, they lost Indiana. I remember. I remember now, uh, it was like a six, five, six, seven point game or something like that. But anyway, not winning the the Big Ten tournament and making the tournament with 14 losses on the resume. And and it's it's not necessarily, I it's a team that I have trouble deciding about. And you wonder how good they really are because they got a top five strength of schedule, which contributes 13 of their 14 losses because... 13 of their 14 they have that one they've one bad loss to UCF which I don't know if they count as quad 2 or not. I'm not sure. But that's from looking at their schedule what I saw as their bad loss. And so maybe for someone normal like just a normal fan not necessarily Michigan 8 and 13 against stronger opponents. But maybe it's the 8 wins that brought them in here. They have strong wins but 14 losses. And see, maybe you could also say that their only necessarily bad loss is the loss to UCF. So you wonder, they could almost turn into a little bit of a dark horse team or like a, a team that could be, people could sleep on because of the way they've been, of the losses that they have. But you wonder if they had a bit easier of a schedule, only a little bit easier because they already had one of the hardest in basketball this year how good they could have been in ranking-wise and seeding-wise and that type of thing. So you wonder, they could be a little bit of a sleeper because because it, they just don't seem as good as they might be because of their schedule. But anyways, that that's just something I wanted to touch on because that could be – that's definitely possibly a bit controversial. But let's just move on to Dickie V and him releasing his, his seeding – biggest seeding questions and, snub, and snubs – which I saw, I looked over the list. I agreed with it mostly, um, but the main team is Texas A&M, and I don't think it could be any more correct. I mean, they finished the season hot, winning a couple of big games in the SEC tournament against ranked teams. I mean, 23 wins to end the season, and they beat Arkansas, Auburn, and Alabama, all ranked teams, all in the tournament in three of their last six games, and no tournament bid at all. So it really just makes you wonder. Should they have been in? I personally think they should have been in, and that's why I talked about it. But, but I just they they finished the season up. Maybe just maybe 
it was other losses that they had. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe like the loss to Vanderbilt or that humongous losing streak they went on during the season, like seven or eight games. Maybe the loss to Missouri. Maybe, maybe the bad losses before they got hot to end the season outweighed the good wins. And so you just don't know. But, anyways, that's gonna do it with this first episode of March Madness or NCAA tournament episode one. And I'm Preston Green. That'll be all for this episode on All Eyes on Sports. I will see you soon. And go to and be sure to follow and like the show. And go to anchor.fm slash all eyes on sports if you would like to send me a voice message with a question, a suggestion, or a sports topic you want me to talk about. But anyways, that'll do it for this episode of All Eyes on Sports. Talk to you later.